A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. Hey guys, welcome to J Rod Concerts the Podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. And we just came back from an unforgettable and epic Friday night in Brooklyn, New York, where the 38th Annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction took place. We were, of course, there to cover it. Um, and we'll recap it in a second. But today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to have um, kind of the press audio, the press quotes of several of the main players that were in the ceremony. We're going to have, of course, Cheryl Crow. Uh, so we'll have her audio coming up in a second. We're going to have Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton played with Cheryl Crow um, and uh, paid a lot of tribute to her. We're going to have Andrew Richley of Wham. Obviously, George Michael was inducted, one of the most emotional parts of the night. And we're going to have Chris Stapleton's sound as well. But uh, before we get to the recap, a very heartfelt and honored thank you to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A heart full with gratitude. And I wanted to especially give a shout out to Greg Harris, who has always been on our side. And we thank you, Greg, and we love you. Um, I want to thank you, Jason Hadley, uh, who's a great friend of our show, The Rock Hall. I wanted to thank Don Way. Thank you so much, Don. J.R. Johnson, much appreciated. And uh, Chloe Levine, thank you. Last but not least, Dara Shop Helser. Thank you guys so much for having us over. Now, to talk about the Rock Hall, well, first of all, this was a special Rock Hall celebration. It was a beautiful, beautiful and special and different Rock Hall in the sense that, first of all, for the first time, it was broadcasted live. It was broadcasted live on uh, on Disney+. Plus. So, so that was like a major game changer, right? Because before, it used to be, you know, on, on, on an HBO like a month later, and it was great, but I think in today's world where everything is so instantaneous, having it live um, was was a game changer, and I think appropriate for the occasion. It also brought, um, I think, a new sense of organization and urgency to the ceremony. I thought the pace was very well in the, from the production standpoint. It didn't drag any like at, at any point because it was live. It was very like on schedule. Yeah, I think I think it started like at eight o'clock and it ended at eleven thirty, like on the dot. So it was very super well paced. Um, so yeah, it was broadcasted live on Disney Plus. On um, on it's it, and you can stream it now. By the way, if you have Disney Plus, you can watch the replay. And on Monday, January first, it's gonna be available on ABC. ABC is gonna air a special. A primetime special called 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Induction Ceremony. And of course, this is huge just from like, you know, America. New Year's Day is going to be in their houses and this is going to expose the ceremony to millions, millions of people more. So that's going to be super cool. Now, as far as the ceremony itself, well, where do we even start? The ceremony honored the following inductees. Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rachel Against the Machine, and the Spinners. 
along with DJ Cool Herc and Link Ray for Musical Influence, Ishaka Khan, Al Cooper, Bernie Taubin for Musical Excellence, and lastly, Don Cornelius for the Amit Erdun Award. Um, so, the show was incredible. I thought the big, I thought the biggest performer, or, or, or the one that I think was the consensus favorite was Cheryl Crow. I think that her performance, and she opened the show, was incredible. I think that, um, obviously, well-earned. But also, the performances were outstanding. And she came with Olivia Rodrigo. Um, she performed with um, Stevie Nicks and Peter Frampton. The speech was beautiful. And I think that she alluded to a lot of cool stuff. Like, she said that her career would not have been possible with social media. She talked a little bit about, you know, being on with Michael Jackson on the road. Uh, she came in with like a beautiful attitude. She came, she she was she was looking gorgeous, and um, and I think she was one of the stars of the show. I thought um, Missy Elliott was fantastic. You know, the speech from Queen Latifah was fantastic. Uh, Willie Nelson was a very poignant moment of the night. You know, um, I'm so happy that Willie, as a side note, is kind of getting his flowers while he's still on Earth. Uh, very, very emotional night. Dave Matthews had a very hilarious down-to-earth speech. You know, it wasn't anything too bombastic, which I thought was perfect for, for Willie. And um, just beautiful stuff. Uh, the in-memoriam section was uh, goosebumps-inducing. I think this year we lost a lot of big guys. A lot of big guys from, you know, Christine McVie down... You can go down the list. It was like super long. A lot of people have passed, unfortunately. But uh, there was a beautiful performance of The Weight from the band by Cheryl Crow, Elton John, um, Chris Stapleton, and uh, Brittany Howard of, of uh, Brittany Howard as well. So uh, just a beautiful, beautiful moment. And um, yeah, I mean, the ceremony was not perfect. I thought that Rachel Against the Machine, it was a little bit of a bummer that only Tom Morello showed up. Not entirely surprising, but still disappointing. Um, I think that, you know, they're one of the best live performers that they are, so I think that was missed. Um, I think, you know, Kate Bush wasn't there. Obviously, she has a very private background, so it wasn't also surprising, but it would have been nice to see her. And Brandy Carlisle, I think she got, you know, she was going to present and perform, and I think she got sick I want to say COVID, I'm not sure. But she couldn't come last minute, so that was a little bit of a bummer. Um, it was interesting also Bernie Taubin to allude a little bit to that John Wenner uh, scandal. Very indirectly, very tongue-in-cheek, so he did a good job there. But anyway, I, I digress. Let's um, let's go to the quotes. The first one here is from Cheryl Crow. And this is uh, Cheryl Crow after being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hi. Uh, Brooke Lefferts, Associated Press. Hi. I know that um, you had said that you weren't going to do another album, but yet you have decided to do another album, which we are all very happy about. I need, to, I need to keep my mouth shut when I make, <laughs> when I make pro proclamations like that. I had no intention of making another record. And really, after singing with Johnny Cash in the booth doing Redemption Day and having made that record with so many of my heroes, I felt like, okay, that's a nice statement to go out on. I want to make... I want to just put songs out. People don't listen to albums. This year, when the whole AI thing started coming out, um, particularly with the Beatles thing, 
um, and also having witnessed how AI is being used in, in my art form, I wrote a song about it. I was terrified, and where do I go when I'm terrified? I go to my studio. And I had this song, and I felt really impassioned by it, but I didn't want to reproduce it, so I called Mike Elizondo and said, will you produce this song? And he took it and made it into this incredible movie, um, cinematically, I mean. And I found myself just writing one thing after another, and lo and behold, I had 10 songs, so. You, you really can't believe anything I say. Well, I was gonna ask, because it's called Evolution, I was just gonna ask how your music has evolved. So yeah, the, the song was called Evolution, and it really does stand for the whole thing, because uh, there are lots of things on the record that are very timely, but also, you know, I'm, I'm at that point where I look back more than I look forward. I have to remind myself. There's a lot more years in front of me and a lot more creativity to be had. But you get to a certain point when you start looking back and it changes your perspective, especially when you're raising people. And um, so evolution is very apropos for what's on the record. Hi, Cheryl. Congratulations Hi. on being honored Thank tonight. You. It's been 30 years since you've made your multi-platinum debut. What's your secret behind your successful career? Oh my gosh, I think my success is really the fact that I just love doing what I do. And, and it's been sort of a necessity for me, just like when I was a kid. Music really helped me navigate my emotions. Um, I am a person that's kind of outspoken about my high highs, my low lows. Um, I didn't understand it when I was coming up, but music really was a salve um, and an ointment and a, an excuse and a place where I felt like I belonged. I mean, there were just... There were, music was a lifeline, and, and I think the fact that I loved the work and I didn't come up when social media was happening, I wouldn't be able to do it now. Yeah. What? Yes. Oh. Yeah. On your road to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, what did this journey teach you about yourself? Um, wow. It's a weird thing when you reflect on like 37 years. I mean, I started out with the big hair with Michael Jackson. Before that, I was a school teacher. I think what it's taught me is that, I mean, I'm a big believer in manifesting. I do believe we manifest the, the events in our lives by virtue of how much energy we put and how much attention we put on something. And for me, all of my energy went into, you know, to expressing my experiences through music and through words. And lo and behold, I got back what I put out. So I've been really blessed. and but I am a believer in manifesting. I didn't manifest like a, I wanna be famous and get the best tables in the best restaurants, but I did, I did wanna be really good, so. Thank you. Here is Peter Frampton. I'll ask a question. Okay, Got any questions? Yes, Peter, how are you? Good, uh, thank Jamie you. here of Nashville's J-Rock Concerts Media. Peter, how has this farewell tour been for you, like reflecting and kind of talking to audiences around the world on this, uh, you know, on this uh, hurrah? Sorry, about my... You, 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 the, the tour you've been, you, you've been doing. Yes, yes. well, it's... Um, we finished the finale tour just before we got shut down um, uh, in 20 with, with COVID. So we were hoping to go to Europe um, which we managed to do last November, we finally got to the Alba Hall. So I was thrilled about that, to go home to, my, uh, to the old country and do it right. So that, that was wonderful. But, and I thought that was going to be it because I've always said 
I made a deal with myself that if I can't play at the top of my game, I don't want to play um, and disappoint people. Well, I have to play. <laughs> so uh, I, I, things have changed. Things, uh, my, my hands are affected by my muscle disease, but um, I've adapted and mm. I, I'm still playing pretty good. <laughs> so um, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Thank, Thank you. you. Hi, Peter. Over this way, to the, your right, my left. Good question. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Oh, oh, there you are. Um, do, do you remember the first time that you That's heard Cheryl Crow's music or the first time you heard about her? Because it sounds like she has a really fond memory of learning yes, about you. Yes, the but very first, yeah, the very first single, yeah. Um, and I just, I loved it. I loved the whole album, you know, so it was one of those things that, uh, and I love seeing um, a girl playing bass. <laughs> and she was. She said she writes. She has written quite a few songs on bass and guitar, piano. She does the whole thing, you know. She writes the songs, she writes the lyrics, writes uh, and plays them too. So, with uh, with the help of uh, fantastic players too in her band um, or whoever she's recording with. But uh, she's the whole package, you know. She deserves this so much. One more. Hi, Peter, WMMR in Philadelphia. What an amazing way to kick off this ceremony tonight. We loved watching you back here. Do you hope that uh, one day you'll see your uh, your legacy enshrined in the Rock Hall someday? Did she ask me if I wanted to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> um, it's a very hard question to ask, answer. Um, easy to ask, um, but you know, Things have turned out really well for me, which I never thought would happen. Um, I worked my ass off, that's why. Why I think, why I managed to turn things around. And um, so every, when I, I, I didn't get a Grammy till 2005, you know, and it was for not singing, it was for an instrumental record. So I was so thrilled it was about my music and not about my voice or my looks or anything. And uh, it's pretty shabby now, but um, but uh, so to actually be asked here just to be in the room is is an honor with with Cheryl, um, and everything's gravy for me now. Everything is something things that I never really expect. I don't expect anything, and I'm very thrilled when I do get something to you know, an award, which is, um, I'm always very, very um, appreciative. Thank you for spending some time with us. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Is that it? That's it. Oh, I don't want to leave now. <laughs> We've just got started. I mean, if you want to ask one more, answer one, one more, more question. question. One more. Anyone? One more question. Right here. Hi, what was it like sharing the stage with Stevie Nicks and Cheryl Crow tonight? Sorry, with... What was it like sharing the stage with Cheryl Crow and Stevie Nicks tonight? Um, it doesn't get any better than that. And they both kept around, coming around and kissing me. I couldn't... <laughs> um, I've known Stevie uh, for so long now. We, we, we started... Um, we both had hits basically around the same... Our first hits around the same time. 
So we've played together many, many times. I opened for her as well later on in like 86, whatever. She's always been a dear, dear friend. She's a lovely lady. And um, to have them both up there, um, it just, it's quite amazing, you know. Um, and Cheryl brought me here. And so for that, I, I can't thank her now. Here is Andrew Richley of Wham. Andrew, why does it feel that uh, Jamie Rodriguez here about concerts? Why does it feel that you know you guys started in 1981, and Gen Z the, the numbers are through the roof. Young kids are like you know the, the numbers are incredible with, with what you and George did. What does it feel about the enduring power of your music all these years later? Well, it's. Um uh, the fact that, that Wham's music has endured is testament to its, its um, quality, to the, to the vitality that, that um, exists within it. it. You know, it appeals to... I'm always amazed that, you know, that, that it does appeal to youngsters in the way it does. But I, I meet plenty who say, you know, it's just this uplifting stuff. And, you know, it is. So, um, and that appeal is timeless. So um, it's a great thing. You know, we're, we're very, I'm very privileged to be in that position. Hi, congratulations. Thank you. Jazzy T, WDKX, Rochester, New York. When you think about the fact that Faith was the first album by a white solo artist to top a black billboard charts, and you think about the crossover appeal, normally you think of black artists going into white mainstream media, how does it feel to be a person that can appeal to all people? Well, I think that was particularly uh, valuable for George and, and poignant. You know, he, he uh, revered um, a whole host of you know, black music and black artists uh, meant a great deal to him. Uh, the, the DNA um, in a lot of his work uh, came from, from the, you know, the listening, he was there on the, the montage, you know, he, he had that two or three records when he, that he grew up to and, and, and uh, you know, black music was, was a big part of that. So, uh, yeah, I think that that occasion was an extraordinary occasion you know, uh, in itself, but it meant a great deal to him. And then just one last question. Think back after all these years. You have like a special moment on stage that the two of you shared that you just, you know, hold deeper in your heart than others. Um, well, being on stage together was always great fun, and actually, the, the one that, that uh, sort of remains in memory uh, strongest with me is having to wait about half an hour for him to do his solo piece on the the, the final before we got a chance to get on stage. So <laughs> that was uh, that, that was something that we. Shirley and I were backstage, in, you know, thinking, oh my lord, when is this ever going to end? So that was, that was always good fun. Thank you very much. Here is Chris Stapleton. Hello. Chris, we're going to work. Chris, right senior Chris, Jamie, I'll see you Wednesday in Nashville too. Um, as someone who's seen your growth in, in Music City for a while, do you get inspiration from events like this with rock and roll? Of course. Yeah, 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 um, what, what kind? Of course. I'm, and well, I'm, I'm, I'm here um, because Willie Nelson asked me to be here. But, you know, I'm looking, you know, I get to play with the album tonight. That was kind of came up last minute. And, uh, you know, Cheryl and Brittany as well. And uh, I'm looking out in the audience and there's, you know, Jimmy Page is sitting there. So you can't help but be inspired by these things. You know, these are 
this is legendary stuff that, you know, it's rare, just walking up and down the hallways with the people that you pass, you know, Flavor Flav is behind me in the hallway. Just, it, it's a very, you know, it's a very unique thing to get to come to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and do anything. So, um, of course, um, lots of inspiration and lots of, uh, you know, uh, starstruck moments. Right on, Chris. The key to a successful marriage, oh, I'd say communication. Uh, you know, we're, we're always still working on that, but, um, you know, I think that's probably the main one. Um, and a lot of love and kindness and patience. Um, I think if you have those things in play, um, hopefully you, you can, you know, overcome whatever obstacles. Oh, sorry. How about there? Okay. I think it's safe to say my perspective is music is music and there's two kinds. There's good and bad. You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.